0: All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Academy Arguments. I'm Andrew Nunez.
1: And I'm Brittany McHugh.
0: And we are joined for this episode by our good friend, Danny. Danny, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Danny. Hey,
0: hi, Brittany. Hi, Andrew. Thank you all so much for having me. Of course, of course. So before we dive in, uh, Danny, do you mind just giving our listeners just a quick little bio about yourself?
2: Yes. um, My name is Daniel Leahy. Um, and I'm a Chicago actor based in the Chicagoland area, and yeah, pretty much that's that's it on my end. <laughs> and lover of musicals and everything
0: Oscars. Awesome, awesome. Funny that you mentioned musicals because today's film that we're going to talk about is the 1958 movie musical Gigi. Look at that, uh, which. It's fascinating because I, like, well, we'll talk about this more in the episode, but I didn't know that The Night They Invented Champagne came from this musical. The I Night They Invented oh, Champagne. No, yeah. I didn't know that until I was watching because I, I was listening to, like, the overture at the beginning. And I'm like, huh, that kind of sounds like The Night They Invented. Oh, it is The Night They Invented Champagne. I was like, oh, where okay. You, where
1: else do you know that song from?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So... um. Seth McFarland did Seth has a really really good like crooner voice and he's done covers from time to time and a song that he covered was the night they invented champagne with like a whole like orchestra behind him and everything so that's how I was introduced to it that song is a bop
2: let's be honest that song is is a bop bop.
1: yeah
0: it is it is certified bop so maybe the only (laughs) one Really excited to, to jump into this. Uh, but before we do, um, I want us to first each just talk about kind of like what were our impressions either before going into watching this for the first time, like it, it was for me, um, or rewatching it for, for this episode. And, and we'll start with our guest of honor, Danny. Sure. Um, so this was kind of a watch and rewatch.
2: Um, I had seen it before in like 2013. So like eight years ago. Um, so going into this, I had known that it was it was like a lesser known golden age musicals, like we all know about Singing in the Rain or Sounding Music, My Fair Lady. Gigi doesn't really come to mind, so I knew it was like a lesser known musical. And another t- tidbit that I knew about it before I like first impressions was the involvement of Maurice Chevalier, kind of like the old oh, French crooner. <laughs> we'll get to him, but... <laughs> yeah, those are kind of my um, first impressions coming in. Um, I don't know about what, what y'all had about first impressions coming into this movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: We'll go over to to Brittany.
1: So this is, to this day, the first and only musical I have ever seen on Broadway. I saw the revival of this when I went to New York, I think maybe in like 2014. It had It was starring Vanessa Hudgens and Victoria Clark. Oh,
2: yeah. Uh, Oh, gosh. Throwback. I
1: I remember loving the design, like the costume design and the set design, I thought was just out of this world gorgeous and not liking anything else. (laughs) Like, I was kind of like, I'm not really into these songs. The performances are okay. I'm not into the story at all. So this version is basically a longer version yeah, so I wasn't, I, I will, full disclosure here, as I was watching this movie, I fell asleep a couple of times, so gotcha. um, you're, there will be significant gaps in memory, uh, because I did not <laughs> rewind, I just kept going. Okay,
0: good to know, thank you for, for sharing that. Full um, disclosure. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know a single thing going into this. I knew that it was called Gigi, I knew it was made in 1958. And I knew that a lot of people considered it like the last of like the big, great golden age musicals in Hollywood. Last MGM, Um, big
1: MGM musical, I believe, before they mm -hmm. kicked the bucket.
0: Yeah, before they, yeah. So I knew that it it, it signified the end of an era in Hollywood filmmaking. That was it. I knew nothing about the plot. I knew nothing about the characters, um, some of the characters' names are, are still just a little bit lost. I mean, just because they're nothing. all French names and everything, <laughs> and like I I didn't realize that like especially back in like olden time films, people talk a little bit quicker than they do in like you know modern era films. So like they'd say a line, I'd be like, whoa, like what what what, what was just what was just said? Uh, but like yeah, so I I, I went in pretty uh, blind to to seeing this this film for the first time. Yeah. Also watched it with subtitles on, just so I could actually get my oh, bearings. I, I watched it with subtitles too. <laughs> I should have like, done I, that. I'm not even gonna try because, like, I for like I said, I forgot how fast they talked back in, in, you know, the 40s and 50s and all that. So subtitles were like my saving grace mm-hmm. as far as like understanding stuff. Um, but that being said, we'll now hop into the awards this film has won, and we'll go over to Brittany for that.
1: Right. This was the 31st Academy Awards. Uh, this is a first one for us, Andrew. This was nominated in nine different categories, and it won all nine of them. I think the only other movie mm-hmm. we've done that, where that happened was Suicide Squad. And that was only nominated in one category. But no, so that's- Full
2: sweep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: It was a full sweep. We got a full sweep, people. We got to have some kind of sound for that. And,
0: and, and if I remember correctly, it actually held the record for until uh, the, the most next year. Oscars one with Ben Hur. Yeah, Ben-Hur yeah. yeah. So oh.
1: let's. Uh, it held the record for a year. Okay.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. Is like I felt so bad. because I was like that was a monumental accomplishment, and then within a year it was just done. <laughs> like,
1: all right, yeah. it won Best Picture. Vincent Minnelli won Best Director. Alan J. Lerner won Best Screenplay Based on Material from Another Medium. William A. Horning, E. Preston Ames, Henry Grace, and F. Kioff Gleason won Best Art Direction. Joseph Ruttenberg won Best Cinematography for Color. Cecil Beaton won Best Costume Design. Adrian Fazan won Best Film Editing. Andre Previn won Best Scoring of a Musical Picture. And Alan J. Lerner and Frederick Lowe won Best Song for the song, Gigi.
0: It's interesting the titles that these awards had back in the day. It's so like, fun. Best music, scoring of a musical picture. Because like.
1: they were doing so many musicals back then, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, so like many we got
2: musical. we got to chop it down. We got to like, make sure everything's in there, man.
1: I mean, exactly. They technically still have a musical, a best musical category at the Oscars, but not enough films ever qualify. So they don't use it anymore.
0: It's yeah. technically yeah.
1: still in there, though.
0: I did not know that. I thought they had just like bring the musical back.
1: It. I mean, I would love it <laughs> if they just started churning out a bunch of musicals every year.
0: I wouldn't mind, but to my knowledge, this year, we're only getting uh, In the Heights and Dear Evan Hansen, so...
1: We're not getting Dear Evan Hansen this year.
0: We are. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, like, later this year, but, like, we're still on on schedule. I don't buy that. (laughs) We'll have to see. I'm hoping, because, like, I love that musical to death, but, like, especially with the COVID pandemic, you never know how studios might change release dates last minute. Like, there's
1: no way they're doing that in a year. But, you know, whatever. I mean, they already filmed
0: it, so... (laughs)
1: what with who <laughs>
0: uh ben platt came back as evan hansen yeah i expected uh i think julianne moore uh uh plays either evan's mom or connor murphy's mom and then amy adams plays the the other mom caitlin dever i believe plays um uh uh oh my god i'm forgetting her name murphy the sibling sophie I, sophie murphy No. no 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 what's what's her name
1: i don't know her name <laughs>
0: this is bad
1: I like that musical yeah, too. I can't remember. I do too. People. So
0: I'm like, why? Why am I having like a brain fart generic right now? Generic in love minute? interest. I I feel bad that's calling such her a love interest. She actually is quite a nice
1: character, and yeah, she's actually a flesh out character. I
0: I don't want to call her just like the love interest. I feel like that that's. That's that's doing her dirty by just like reducing her to that. Like, okay,
1: we we're not talking about point. Dear Evan Hansen. This whole yeah. thing we but are we are talking about Gigi, <laughs> the musical yeah. that came out in nineteen. 19- I was very disappointed because I w- thought that Audrey Hepburn was in this movie. She is not,
2: and apparently she was supposed to be.
1: Well, they were that's courting upsetting. her. <laughs> Interesting. That's upsetting. Um, she was not. Not to say the other girl did bad, but I'm like I was expecting Audrey Hepburn, and I was disappointed because of that.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. The only actor I I, I knew in the cast was Eva Gabor. That was the that yes, was the Eva Gabor, character. darling was in the
2: was in the show. Of course she was, darling.
0: Who did she yeah. play? Uh, so, she um, played um I'm the to this. yeah Leanne de oh god, keep Lian going Leanne de it. Excelman? Excelman, Wow. See, I give everything a Latin pronunciation because I speak Spanish. So it's just like default. I
1: You have I, I mean your butchering of the French language is truly alienating <laughs> all of our French speaking listeners. Who it's like are... they're
0: both romantic
2: languages, but they're just so different. So she, I think she was the first mistress to guest on. The, the one first who one. killed
1: herself? I did. Did I catch that that story right? Because I was. Um, It seemed like
2: it was an attempted suicide, Brittany. Okay, that's but they all were like, but okay, let's talk about that. How Ava Gabors character, um, yeah, she her suicide, her attempted suicide, is played for laughs, and I'm like, hmm, a little bit dated for its time, but okay.
1: Okay, so, like, Mm -hmm. let me see if I get this plot point right. So, like, our love interest, Gaston, who honestly is played by a very gorgeous-looking man, he, uh, was having an affair with this woman because apparently in French everyone had a mistress if you were, like, in a Mm high-society way, because if you didn't, it was scandalous. How dare you not have a mistress? Okay, fine, whatever. Y'all are weird, (laughs) but whatever. So this mistress, he decides, you know what, I'm done with you, tosses her to the side, she attempts suicide because she is so heartbroken by it and um the whole like i want to say ton because i've been watching bridgerton but that's not the right word the the whole like um high society is like oh wow you must be really cool you got a girl to almost kill herself over you how scandalous we like you so much now what kind of fucked up notion is this
2: France is all agog. It's in the newspapers, darling. Oh, no.
1: Why do we like Gaston? This man Mm -hmm. is terrible. We should hate him. (laughs) He is the villain,
0: it seems. just Just to play devil's advocate here, though, how many characters, especially like in modern TV, are actually pretty terrible people, but we root for them anyways? Name a couple. Um, Walter, okay, Walter White, White Walter dad. White, um, Never Frank seen it. Underwood, House of Cards. Nope, don't uh, root
1: for him. I don't think we root for these people though. I think we acknowledge they're bad people, and Walter while we White, may think we they're do. played by charismatic actors, we're like, no, Walter you deserve Wright, to go to jail.
0: I feel like a lot. Of, well, I can't say for Kevin Spacey's character in House of Cards because you know, but like for like for Walter White, I feel like the 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 writers do a wonderful job Never of it, you know. Either getting getting us on his side and you should watch breaking bad because it's
1: i've seen prime, one episode i i wasn't into wonderful
0: it. wonderful television oh my
1: god wasn't into it man i'm just not into it
0: <sighs> ah, it's so good it's so good but we will that's a we for another time we'll come back to G. <laughs> we'll circle back
1: doesn't he murder people in that show
0: i mean yeah okay so we like... are not
1: so he is the villain and we aren't on his side and he should be in jail you're proving my point Maybe this dude doesn't deserve to be in jail because he technically didn't do anything illegal, but he does seem like kind of a
0: dick. Wait, are we, are we talking about Walter White? Or are, we are we talking about, about Gaston? Gaston or Walter we're talk- White? We're talking about Gaston now. <laughs> okay, I just wa- wanted to make sure.
1: <laughs> okay, so like, yeah, let's talk about Gaston's character. Because Gaston, this is essentially a romantic comedy musical, right? Mm, so the romantic correct. lead, I looked this up, is apparently 33 and Gigi is 16 so yes. you know there's that
2: there's that mm-hmm.
1: and then there's also the fact that they apparently like he apparently like watched her grow up which you know relates really well into the whole uh thank god for little girls creepy ass way we start the story and he then like later is like oh you know what i'm sexually attracted to this girl because now she's grown up putting aside the fact that i knew her as a very small child And I watched her grow up and she is only 16. I think I'm going to talk to her grandmother so I can buy her, even though she has expressed no interest in becoming a courtesan. And I'm going to be like, you know what, Grammy, Uh, how much for this girl? Because I'm going to purchase her and then she's going to be my mistress and it's all going to be cool. And I'm going to have sex with this girl that I knew from a childhood. Andrew, I'd really like to hear you defend this.
0: Oh, man there's no okay. way
1: you can get out of this conversation without me calling you a sexist at one point, so I'm just warning <laughs> you this is where it's going
0: no i mean okay here's a, here's the thing like and and this and i'll I'll be frank like this was something that that i I took issue with as well because again, like especially here being here in twenty twenty one you know how society has progressed, how we've changed a lot of our of our societal values and everything. This is not a story that ages well at all into modern times. So yeah, I, am I. for me, the, the plot was something that, that just really, I, I really had to like remove myself from like these times and throw myself into what it was like to live in France at that time and the societal things that just existed at that time. Not saying I was okay with it at all. But I don't think
1: like, it was even, like, maybe it was more widely accepted at that time, but that doesn't make mm-hmm. it okay.
2: <laughs> no. Well, actually, I mean, oh. Aunt Alyssa, remember uh, Gigi goes to Aunt Alyssia's house to get courtesan training, right. almost. She mm-hmm. keeps on going, and she's almost being, like, pristine and prepped for this life that her aunts hopefully thinks Gigi should undertake, Gigi's kind of a rebel and is kind of, like, bucking the status quo, being like, yeah. you know, I just want to be, like, a regular girl and play outside and be gay and free. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, she expresses no interest in this, and her aunts and yeah. her grandmother are going completely over her head and being like, you know, here's the thing. I don't shame them for wanting to be in that profession. If you want to be in that profession and get yourself some money, how about it. But Gigi doesn't have any interest, and they're pressuring it on her. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, fucked up. For some reason, she tells him no. No, that reason I get. She tells him no. She's like, you know what? I'd just prefer if we're just platonic friends. And he goes, no, well, I'm in love with you. And she's like, well, if you're in love with me, why are you making me your mistress? Why don't Mm -hmm. you just, like, marry me, you dumbass? And he storms out because he's a man. Um and then later she's like, "You know what? I'd rather be miserable with you than miserable without you." And I'm like, "Neither of those are good."
2: JK, I <laughs> do want to be your mistress.
1: <laughs> JK, I'll be miserable as your mistress, but I'll be miserable because I'm with you. And I'm like, "Well, like maybe just choose the option that doesn't make you miserable either way." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what is this? What kind of options are these?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I agree. I feel like the the, the motivations of characters and it, everything. It, it, it.
1: You remember like your said, role. Remember your role know, in this podcast. I have had to deal oh, sorry, with I'm so sorry. much fucking shit sorry, in the last couple me, of episodes, dude. But you I don't better like justify that behavior.
0: Well, <laughs> like I don't shouldn't really
1: have picked w- this side.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get to choose this side. I was just given it. <laughs> And there are certain moral lines, being the positive person, that I will not cross. And those are one of my moral lines that I will not cross. But that's not to say that there aren't things that aren't, or that's not to say there aren't things that are good. There are a lot of good things that I did enjoy about the film, just not necessarily the plot. The plot was a little, like I said, didn't age well.
2: It did win. Well, back to going to the Oscars for what it did win. I mean, did it win for, you know, the best actors or best actresses? no but it did win for best costumes best mm-hmm. art direction best cinematography those in color um, yeah those shots of paris at night with the fountains and, and everything
0: i i do want to say the cinematography in this film was really really good like even like the opening scene there was a shot that happened it felt like a very modern Shots that 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 you know you would see in any movies nowadays, and to see that happening in a in a film that occurred in the fifties was just like really really cool to to see. And i yeah, I mean the cinematography I freaking love when they're at the beach and you see the the you know the sunsets and sparkling water and you just see like their silhouettes. Like there were there were a lot of shots to enjoy in, in this film. I think the cinematographer did a phenomenal job.
1: You know what else it won? Best adapted screenplay. Which is mm. oh you know like one of the things you were just arguing against, Andrew. It,
0: it
2: beat out "Cat on a Tin Roof" by Tennessee Williams. Oh, just damn, a little, really? fit, just a little fun fact.
0: It beat out Tennessee Williams.
2: It Dang. did. Take that, Dang. Tennessee.
0: <laughs> what,
1: Danny? Do you have some kind of grudge against Tennessee Williams that we don't know about? Did he, no. per- by any chance? Wait, Danny, hang on. Did Tennessee Williams take you as his mistress and then decided to slight you because he got tired of you as very much the same as Gaston did? Because I can get why you were upset with him then.
2: First off, no comment. Second <laughs> off, I, I don't know, maybe the Oscars have a grudge against, grudge against Tennessee because they gave the Oscar to Alan J. Lerner over him.
1: Yeah, they did.
2: Which I also forgot that... I mean, when I was watching the movie, and within the first five seconds, the title card says "A Learner and Low Musical," and I was like, "I love Learner and Low because My Fair Lady is one of my favorite musicals," which I also found a lot of parallels between that musical and this musical. So
1: did I. Mm-hmm. Also, Beauty and the Beast. Did anyone else get a Beauty and the Beast vibe?
0: I did actually. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I was going to say that later, but like, yeah, no, I, I, I felt that. To go to hit
2: off of that point, Brittany, uh, Lumiere is based off of Maurice Chevalier, his Ho 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 The Little Girls.
1: Oh, so Oh God. Oh you know. God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That made me that opening song made me incredibly uncomfortable.
2: Right from the get-go in the first five minutes (laughs) of the film.
1: It's just about how little girls are going to grow up so we can all have sex with them. And I'm like, well, that's a terrifying thought that we all have to sit with for the rest of the movie. Okay, but, like... The The first shot is Gigi playing ball with a bunch of mm -hmm. little girls, and then she goes running to learn her prostitute training.
0: I mean... (laughs) (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I will say the melody to to the opening oh, song. Oh, dude! <laughs> like, I like the melody. The actual lyrics, okay, that's a whole that's a whole thing in of itself. But like, I, I from like and, and I, I have this comment for like a lot of the songs, just like in the musical in general. Like the melodies, I I think are are really good and they're really reminiscent. You know, obviously because it was made back in that time period. But I love. I'm such a sucker for like big band, like orchestral musical songs. Uh, you know, I, I feel like musicals nowadays just don't really do that sort of thing anymore. Um, and so like, so hearing like the melodies have like the strings and the brass and percussion and everything like it, it, it was so cool. Cause it's like, you know, legit, they don't make a They don't make them like that anymore.
1: I don't know if they don't do them anymore. Like I think overtures are still a thing. I mean, they've evolved over the years into something different. Yeah. This is definitely more like a golden age type of theme, but mm-hmm. I think that's just like I don't, I don't know. I don't necessarily. I think there's something nostalgic about it, and I think mm-hmm. it's it's cool to l- enjoy it and like it. But there's nothing wrong with like the way we do it now either. I think it's just kind of like an evolution from what it was. I don't know. That's just me. I like musicals, but this musical, I was like. I liked the song The Night We Invented Champagne. Mm-hmm.
2: Bop, again. It's a bop. It's a bop. It is <laughs> a certified bop.
1: All the other songs, I feel like, are talked through. Did anyone else get mm-hmm. that? Like, they weren't really singing, they were kind of talking through them. Like that, mm-hmm. uh, Ah, Yes, I Remember It Well, which is a very funny exchange, but they don't. It's cute.
2: Yeah, that's a very, very mm-hmm. cute song between those two.
1: But they don't really sing it, they just kind of mm-hmm. like speak it. I was confused about this because I was like, okay, did not, could none of these actors sing? And that's why they wanted it. But they actually got someone else to sing for Gigi, like an actual singer to dub over her singing. Oh. So I'm like, okay, if that's the case, then why are we still all talking through most of this?
2: Sing out, Louise, full <laughs> blown you. yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. That's all I want.
0: Yeah. I mean, th- that's not to necessarily say that it's like talking through a song is like necessarily bad i i think you know like because i noticed that you know some some like older musicals have done this too where you know they they create the song as sort of like a a medium for 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 banter and i think like the last song or the last musical that i can think of at least in recent memory that's done something like this was like la la land with like la la land uh, is not a musical. It is a musical. We have discussed this oh, many no. times. La
1: La Land is not a musical. It's a movie with songs. The songs do not have any character development Which classifies or plot it movement.
0: As a musical That doesn't Which classifies classify that musical.
1: doesn't classify as a musical. It's a movie the with music songs. doesn't
0: have Go on Wikipedia. The... Go on Wikipedia. It doesn't move the, the
1: plot along or add character development. Maybe one song in that whole freaking movie does. That it? does
0: not disqualify from being yes, a it school, does. Brittany. You have to look at the textbook definition. You are wrong. Oh my god. Moving on. <laughs> moving on uh when they do uh, you're not a making a good night. case
1: for yourself by comparing that this movie to la la land
0: okay i actually lo- i love la la you, land so in my eyes it's a good movie
1: a good if they take out all the music
0: <laughs> all right we're going we're going to uh jump down that rabbit hole we'll be on here for like another 2 hours but uh okay during that that song in that film like they there's a little bit of banter going on between uh Ryan Goskin's character and Emma Stone, so you know i I don't think it's it's completely like a a ding against you know those songs if they're if they're like just using it as a way to talk you know and have conversation. I don't think it's a um, ding,
1: but I think if every single song is like that, then that's weird.
2: And maybe mm-hmm. that contributes to it being a lesser-known musical. I mean, we know of the, all the other Golden Age musicals from their bops and their like full-blown musical scores. So maybe that contributes it to being like, eh, I don't know any songs in Gigi. The, they all just talk through them. The
1: thing is, mm-hmm. I saw the Broadway musical, and I don't recall the talking. I recall them hmm. actually singing, singing out Louise the whole time. <laughs> So, like, interesting. What's this bullshit? Well,
2: That's the Broadway performance did happen. Well, like you said, what in like twenty fourteen or twenty well, fifteen?
1: So, yeah, the they had fifty. 50- <laughs> was not successful. I think it closed within like two months. It wasn't very successful. Actually,
0: I'm I'm kind of I'm, I'm like legit curious to know, like Brittany, when you went to see that that revival, were there any like plot points that had changed? Uh, in the revival or, or were they all like pretty much the same as this, as this musical movie?
1: Okay. The only one I noticed that changed was instead of her telling him face to face, I'd rather be miserable with you than without you. So problematic. Uh, she writes him a letter. That's Hmm. all I noticed. I mean, I think it was also shorter. Which I don't understand how that, again, I fell asleep a couple of times in this movie, genuinely don't remember the ending of what happens in this movie. I know what happens, like, because I remember how it ends in the musical, but, like, I don't recall how this movie ends. Do they go to a ball? And then, like, his uncle says something misogynistic and he's like, you know what, I've been misogynistic this whole film, but that's the final straw.
2: So how it is framed is Mm -hmm. Gaston takes Gigi to Maxime's, which is, you know, the spot to be seen. Right. Uh, It's just, it's kind of like gossiping, you know, singing again. Um, But, you know, as Gaston is seeing Gigi play the courtesan role perfectly he gets more and more upset that he feels guilty for bringing her into this life of courtesanship and would rather her not be a part of it. So that's why he rushes her home and says, No, I don't want you to be a part of this. And then he has the wait, but I do want you to be a part of my life, so I'm gonna marry you.
1: Which we Mm -hmm. could have saved so much time. If just when he had told her he loved her and she was like, then why don't you fucking marry me? He had just been like, okay. Mm-hmm. like wh- <laughs> No, I want you
2: to be my mistress first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nope. I want mistress. I'm very confused on their standing in this society because it seems like they are high society, but everyone is like always insulting them because of how dirty their apartment is. Is that apartment dirty? That seems like a really fucking nice apartment. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was going to say. Especially for
2: Parisian standards, I'd love to live in that apartment.
0: Exactly! And they like had, a cute got two cat two it had a cute little cat, too. They had a, a super cute cat that just, like, always sat on the chair and was just doing its thing. Oh, like
1: Fun fact. The cat they got for this movie hated being in the room with the actress who played Gigi. Like, legit really? would get violent with her. So they had to drug the cat to make sure that it stayed, <laughs> like... Relaxed because because oh, Vincent Minnelli shit. was like, "Nope, it's that cat. I don't care. We can't get another cat that maybe won't be violent with our lead actress. It's that
0: cat. Drug the cat."
2: So that's why he's literally just chilling out on the sofa yeah, for the entire movie.
0: I was wondering that because like the cat never even like turned its head. So I was just like, "Is it just like sleepy or tired?" Turns out it was drunk. nope. Very high. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn, the movies are fun, aren't they? Well, that took a, like a really cute element of the film for me I and mean, made it so grim. Yeah, that's damn. just
2: what Gigi does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, again, I mentioned earlier we opened talking about how we want little girls to grow up so we can have sex with them. Like that's
0: five how we minutes open. into this movie, <laughs> immediately. And, and like, I'll, I'll be honest, like, when I saw it, like, you know, before they started singing lines and everything, like, the energy that they create, like, I was, like, really vibing with those, it. It you know, like, everyone's, like, walking about, they have, you know, the overture going, they're coming off of that, and, you know, they're starting, you know, it's, like, the musical vibe. And so I was, like, really, like, you know, here for it. And then they, you know, when they actually said those lyrics, it was just, like, ooh. <laughs> mm. Oh, my God.
1: Okay, so... I don't recall. I recall this from the musical. They go to like the beach. What's that, yeah. the significance of the beach?
2: The beach is kind of the very first start where Gaston may have feelings towards Gigi. That's mm-hmm. kind of where their courtship I that was almost in the happens. Card
1: game though. Like, I'd get more feelings from her in that feisty card game, and then she starts singing, singing about champagne, and that beautiful musical number happens, and I'd be like, oh, okay, now I'm attracted to you.
2: That could be it, but the beach is where it
0: blossoms. Oh exactly. <laughs> Thanks to the gorgeous cinematography, like, it helps communicate the blossoming feelings between, well, I mean, at, at the beginning, it's it's really more like Gaston developing feelings for, for Gigi, but, you know it case the passion
1: i have to address something in this because this i also don't get so are is Gigi's family like her grandmother and her aunt her aunt is definitely english right
2: uh, she may be french but the actress is playing an english accent accents were weird back in the
0: 50s right but she, i feel like they're still kind of weird now
1: even
2: like, now even now yeah.
1: But but like her aunt says, I refuse to learn French because then you, they never speak in English and she doesn't want Gigi to learn French that way. But Gigi has a French accent kind mm-hmm. of sometimes.
0: I find that's kind of like a common thing in like film set in France where like not everybody agrees on an accent to use. Because like I keep thinking of, like this makes me think about like Les Miserables. Where like not everybody necessarily used a French accent. While a lot of people used, like British. Used a
1: French accent. No one in that movie used a French accent.
0: Actually, that's that's a good point now that you bring that up. (laughs) What
1: are you fucking? Exactly
0: my point. Exactly my exactly my point. But people in this
1: movie do. Not every
0: well not everybody. Some some people like like you just said are just drop in an accent of of their own yeah
1: because it seemed like her aunt and her grandmother were from england but it didn't seem like this system it seemed like the courtesan system was like specifically french so did they like move for the work
2: i I think i maybe um i do from what the movie tells us the aunt was like a very astute courtesan of the day. Like, girl got around and, you know, had jewels up the butt and gifts up the butt.
1: (laughs) She does have the best line when she goes, (laughs) Topaz? Are you mad? I would never have a (laughs) Topaz.
2: Next time, hit your friend with that if they ever, like, go ask you for something. (laughs)
1: Topaz?
2: Topaz?
1: How dare you? She like hits that snooty accent so hard, and I was like, "That's hilarious
0: One other thing I do want to comment on real real quickly is the the editing um which I thought was like really, really well done um i I can see why it, it won the Oscar for best for best film editing because like especially for being a musical that was made in, in that time the the cuts were were pretty darn seamless like I was really, really impressed with some of the taxes that they were using even back then. With with this film. So just wanted to give a shout out to that element. Cause as a filmmaker myself, like those are the things that like I know. You know I'm how just, difficult like, that can be. <laughs> oh yes. So I was just like, okay, okay, I, I see why you got the Oscar. I get it. All right. Good for you.
2: So No, and also when they were I mean, I don't know if this is just because I'm a child of the two thousands, but during those finishing school scenes. I was getting Princess Diaries vibes. I
1: felt that. I don't know know
2: if you two got that as well.
1: No, like, the aunt and the grandmother seemed like if they combined, that would be Grandma Clarice. Not Mm -hmm. separately. Separately, neither of them is Grandma Clarice. But combined, that would be Grandma Clarice, played by the lovely Julie Andrews, who I adore.
2: She was actually on Broadway at the time doing My Fair Lady, which came before Gigi and... I mean, again, I, I said that there's parallels between these two, and that's maybe why. I, I, I mean, I didn't dislike this film. I just thought it was okay. Like it, yeah. it, it was, it was a fun, it was a fun musical. But I'm not gonna mm. probably circle back to it time and time again.
1: No, I mm. don't feel that either. Like I feel like I saw the musical. I didn't need to see this movie. I don't think this needs to be seen more than once. Like yeah I, like if yeah yeah mm-hmm.
2: if you are a like person who you know is just a run of the mill oh you know I I'll, like what movie should I watch like a musical film you can skip this one yeah but like if you are a you know musical loving fan who loves movie musicals and musicals in general mm-hmm. then maybe you give this one a go and check it out once
0: mhm
1: yeah like i wish the musical numbers had hit a bit more because i think like i could have gotten a little bit more on board with the terrible story because if the musical numbers had been like really really fun but a lot of them kind of just are like on one level i feel which Mm -hmm. works for the time but Mm -hmm. doesn't really work anymore
0: correct i'm kind of curious like what would you what would you guys say is, is an example of a musical where like the story is like terrible, but the music is just so frickin' good.
1: My fair lady.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I will defend <laughs> that musical till I die. Oh no. That that is a podcast
1: for another day. Okay. Um oh, <laughs> I mean, like you can go with any of the like musicals that continued to use the same music. Like, nice work if you can get it. Or um anything goes like though they don't their plots aren't incredibly strong but their music is always good and that's why they use the exact same music over and over again um right. and they're fun and sometimes the plots can be fun too if you add in a lot more elements of comedy into them i think this film had elements of comedy but it didn't always hit maybe
2: or it may be hit mm-hmm. back in the 50s and 60s but now as we're looking back on it in our 21st century context those aren't hitting as no. much anymore.
1: No. Mm-hmm. Like some like like I said the topaz line made me laugh. Um Yep. <laughs>
2: And sing. And
1: scene. I don't know what else. And made the night they invented champagne. I, I fell asleep quite a lot in this movie.
2: No, I. I mean, I. I mean, I'm always a sucker for like Marie Chevalier and his funny, uh, his funny antics. Not his like, you know, his creepy old man syndrome. I can completely do without. Like he can be charming. Like the I rep. I remember it well. A uh, song. He's very, very sweet and like old with Was that he one. As
1: coming across. Well as sweet because he was not remembering anything about this apparently meaningful relationship he had with the grandmother and the grandmother was like oh okay so you don't know anything about our relationship because you were sleeping with so many other women at the time so you don't actually remember anything here
2: he kind of plays off like the sweet jovial oh i'm a very forgetful old
1: chap right but like you don't forget that much Like, you seem to remember very clear details about other things. So, like...
2: I'm glad I was a flash in the pan.
1: (laughs) It seemed very (laughs) insulting to me. I'm like, it's very fun that she's putting him down right now.
2: Those stares and those comments, man.
1: She She does stare very well. Like, I do love the actress who played the grandmother. I think she was very good.
2: Hermione mm-hmm. Gingold stare queen.
1: Yes. I should stare at you like that, Andrew. Maybe I'd win all of these arguments that I already win, but it might just make it more fun. So
0: I mean it'd be kinda of hard to do that through like a video chat. Well,
1: I mean our audience wouldn't know, but I would know. True. And True. they would know because I would know. You know what I'm saying?
2: sure great great
0: glad i've been
1: completely clear okay what else do we need to talk about yeah are there any other
0: any other aspects oh okay there is
1: one thing i need to acknowledge (laughs) because i just think it's so fucking dumb it's with gaston again so gaston goes to her grandmother pays to sleep with her um they're gonna arrange it with the lawyers and all that shit and then when he's talking to Gigi later, she basically says, oh, I'm going to sleep in your bed. <gasps> Scandalous. And he's like, Gigi, don't make me blush. And she's like, you you discussed this with my grandmother. But but this is making you blush? With my grandmother? No, no. You were perfectly fine going, hey, Grammy, I want to sleep with your granddaughter. How much? But with me, you're like, oh, no. Sex? What are you talking about?
2: No, it's, it, it is one of those, you know, that very controversial elements of just, you know, is Gaston the l- very rich lover that every girl wants to be with or be a courtesan to, or is he just an asshole?
1: <laughs> I mean, I will tell you what it is.
2: <laughs> Brittany, <laughs> I'm going to settle this right
0: now. I mean, he's an people. asshole. <laughs> like... that's, a, that's a question you could ask about a lot of people, even today.
1: <laughs> yes, but Andrew, your argument is that just that other people do it, so it's fine. Nope. Not a good argument. I think we learn that argument as children when our parents always ask us, oh, if someone jumped off a bridge, would you do it? Not a good argument. Stop using it.
2: But what if they're very, very rich and are French?
1: Well, then that.
2: Well, then
0: that negates it.
1: <laughs> Only if they're French.
0: Um... <laughs> and rich. have to be rich and French. No,
1: if they're rich and they're Swedish, you, you push them off the bridge.
0: No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn, I'm sorry. What Swedish person has hurt you in so your life? I don't
1: want to talk about Jan, Okay. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> and now we've oh, alienated right. all of our Swedish listeners,
2: and our oh, and God. our French and our English. Who do we got listening to rich, us? We, <laughs> we alienated the, the Italians
1: ones, in our Godfather episode. Like,
2: <laughs> let's just keep on checking them off.
1: Might the list. as
0: well get yeah. everyone. <laughs> Just keep keep going. <laughs> All right. Are there are there any other aspects anyone wants to touch on, or are we ready to move into recommendations?
1: You haven't given a lot of positives, Andrew, which makes me think I, I one.
0: I've even given shout-outs to to Aspect. Like I said, tech from a technical standpoint, from an art direction standpoint, like I think this is a really re- and even from a melody standpoint, this is a really well done film. I like like I said, I'm a sucker for like old style Hollywood musicals. And I feel from that perspective, this film really does throw you back into the golden age of, of musicals. And that was something that like, I, I really adored. Um, Like I said, just plot wise, that's just something that morally I, I just, I can't get.
1: So Andrew, Mm -hmm. Let me get this straight. So you're longing for the golden age of musicals. Of course, the golden Mm -hmm. age where men could be misogynistic to women at all costs. And women in the musicals just took it because they didn't have identities of their own. Or if they did, they sacrificed it so they could find love. I said that I would say it. Andrew, I think that's rather sexist of you.
0: Okay. You're mischaracterizing what I'm saying. Exactly I mean what I did, because I said I was going to call technical. you sexist at
1: one point in this, and I got it in there by mm-hmm. twisting that's, your words.
0: That's unfair. Exactly, you twisted my words. Oh. You twisted my words. I say exactly. from a technical standpoint. I like these musicals, plot-wise, character motivation-wise. I just morally can't get behind that that stuff. I
2: mean the film did win nine Oscars and a lot of the Oscars were cinematography, art direction, costumes. So yeah, all of those are completely valid. But
1: also Thank best you. picture, best adapted Danny screenplay, and best director. So,
2: yeah, like... those also happened <laughs>
1: <laughs> We can't just <laughs> pretend those weren't
0: there. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I I have no problem justifying the artistic and technical awards because it freaking deserved them by all accounts. Best adapted screenplay, no. Nah, like when it, next to Cat it, on a Hot Tin Roof, mm. yeah, next to Tennessee mm. Williams, like <laughs> Jesus Christ, like. Come on, give some love for Tennessee Williams. Um,
1: Danny, this was one of the movies you picked out. So, like, is there (laughs) anything, like, we haven't touched on on this movie that you would like to bring up? Could be good, could be bad. I'd prefer if it was bad.
2: No. um, I mean, when you approached me saying which movie you wanted to do, you gave the caveat of a film (laughs) that, you know, was, (laughs) that was, that was, you know, part of my repertoire uh, of movie watching. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, I still, uh, I, I don't, again, I don't hate this film. I, I don't like mm-hmm. revile it. It's just not in my list of films I need to watch every month. <laughs> but I mean, I have to say on my second watch around, I mean, it, it, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I remember watching it again, like in senior year in high school being like, this film's boring, much to like Britney's reaction. Like I fell asleep. What yeah. the hell? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a product of his time, but I mean, I also kind of love the character of Gigi, who's like fun-loving and is almost like a rebel when all of her our um, aunts are saying to do one thing, and she's like, "No, I'm going to do this other thing."
1: You mm-hmm. see, I like her too, which is why I was so upset at the end when she just gives in. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, "Girl, you know that's what? not the fight." <laughs> She's like, you know what? I have been this really cool rebel. I am not following societal standards. This is not what I want for myself. I want to, like, get married for love, or or I just want to be a normal girl. Maybe I don't have to get married, but I don't need to be a mistress. Like, good for her. She should be independent. And then she's like, you know what? You're cool. I'll just be your mistress, even though it'll make me sad.
2: Money talks, girl. Money talks.
1: Look, like if it, if it seemed like she wasn't doing it for the money, though, if she had done it for the money, fine, do it for the money. Money's great. You don't want to be stuck with topazes. You want the freaking diamonds.
2: Topaz, am I a peasant? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's praise let's praise bring that into normal conversations you saw it here first yes.
0: but you have to say it that way exactly <laughs> that voice every single time if you voice. take
2: away one thing from gigi please let it be
1: that
0: Tompaz. Tompaz. are you mad <laughs> it's
1: so it's like the exaggerated british voice you do in high school when you have to do a british accent <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> i freaking love it we'll move to, to final thoughts uh starting with our guest of honor yeah um final thoughts um it's it's an enjoyable
2: film um again not the best musical out there and i think it's uh, swept under the rug title is maybe earned um i would recommend it if you're a lover of musicals or the Golden age of film of the 50's. If you're just a regular Joe who just wants to pop on a good movie, y'all can skip this.
1: Um like, I didn't mind the performances, except for the singing part. Uh, the plot is ridiculous in a way that has aged horrendously. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, if you want, watch it. I think you would have more fun if you watched, like, Mama Mia instead. Like, maybe watch that musical.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, honestly, I I, I would say the same thing. I would say my recommendation is conditional. You know, like, if you really want to watch something just from, like, the golden age of, of Hollywood musicals, and you can get past the incredibly problematic plot, then... You know, give give this a try and and see how how you like it. If you want something that's a little bit more, uh, a little bit more modern as far as musicals are, are concerned, this may not be the 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 film for you. I think you'd be better, as Brittany said, with like Mamma Mia or, you know, like Greatest Showman or, or something. Just a that's little bit not more. a good plot either.
1: Oh, that's another one. Terrible plot, ridiculous plot, fantastic songs.
0: Okay. See, then go for for, for the music, the rocking tunes. <laughs> so yeah, I would say conditional. You know, watch this if you want. I I wouldn't necessarily say I'm gonna watch it again. Um, but like, I'm I'm happy to have watched it to at least like educated myself a little bit on on films made during that time period. But yeah, not not an. We rush don't to
1: do a it. lot of films made during that time period on this show.
0: No, which is weird because no. we're we. I just- think this is a, this is actually the first. First film we've done from that time period, is not it? From the
1: it? 50s? I Maybe, yeah. Really? I think the oldest we've yeah. gone is maybe 70? Yeah, it's 70s. Yeah. This is the oldest one we've done. Yeah.
2: Dang. Throwback in it.
1: Yeah. Hey. It's Throwback. <laughs> oh, it's Throwback Tuesday because this is getting released on a Tuesday. Hey. There we go.
0: Well, <laughs> and it's, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Throwback Tuesday. There you go.
1: It's actually a Wednesday for us, though. So the whole thing is ruined. Um, <laughs>
2: It's ruined.
1: It's ruined. It's like a Toe
0: Topaz. Oh my god!
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's get into plugs.
0: All right. We will start with Danny.
1: Uh, anything you want to plug? Social media and as well as something from pop culture that you do like that you would like to plug.
2: Um. No. Uh. Just plugs. Uh. Daniel ninety five on Instagram. If you want to check out more fun, gangly goofiness, go to www.daniel-lehy.com. I have been really getting into the Disney Plus shows on a Marvel uh, with the WandaVision and Falcon Mm -hmm. and the Winter Soldier. So those have been getting me through my, uh, I guess, out of quarantining like as we start to come back into the world that's been really getting me through these times
1: oh fuck yes i love them so much they make me so (laughs) happy yeah you can find me at britney blue-eyed on instagram um, I am going to be on a couple of new episodes of the new Corn Quest series, so check those out. Please follow Corn Quest podcast. And uh, something I would like to recommend, uh, the show Ted Lasso on Apple Plus is amazing. It's so positive. It's a good show. Uh, and I found out today that they got renewed for two more seasons. So, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Really. Um, and didn't like Jason Sudeikis like, take home uh, some of the awards for his performance, too, in the I
1: series as well? I think so. So, because I don't think has that one been nominated? Oh, I guess mm-hmm. the Golden yeah. Globes have happened. Yeah,
0: and I think I think he also won uh, the SAG award as well for his performance. Oh in my that god,
1: show. dude! I don't. I we already do this award show. Why do I have to keep up with any of the other award shows? Okay. <laughs>
2: Like, they don't <laughs> matter. It's only the Oscars, darling. No,
1: daddy, you have clearly not listened to some of the episodes. The Oscars don't matter. That's my whole it's position. It's only the Oscars,
2: darling. No. no. They
1: don't matter. The Oscars so we do don't
0: matter at all about the Oscars.
1: Yes, that to makes- prove <laughs> that they do not matter. The Oscars are not important. We need they are corrupt and ridiculous and they mostly reflect about what Hollywood thinks of itself as opposed to the actual zeitgeist of the people so it's bullshit we need to stop pushing putting like so much freaking emphasis this movie won best screenplay
0: and best picture
1: and best picture over cat on a hot tin roof that's what we are saying right now people this this is all bullshit okay yes that's anyway that's where i'm at watch ted lasso uh thank you
0: (laughs) All right, so you can uh, find me on Twitter at Andrew Nuno on Instagram at Andrew the Nuno Twin, um, and then uh, kind of the the thing from pop culture that I'm gonna plug is um, it's actually a, a song that hopefully all have heard by now. Uh, it's uh, Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars combine their Silk Sonic. It's their first song, "Leave the Door Open." Um, it's a very like '70s retro song that like. I'm I'm digging this whole like retro vibe that Bruno Mars in general has going lately, where all of his songs just feel like they come from like the 70s and 80s. Um and it was like the newest song that I just released. He even performed it at the Grammys and like certified Bop. I'm not not sure if it's uh Night They Invented Champagne level certified bop, but well, like well, what it's, reaches that level? P-Pain. I mean, that that that's a tough question. I mean, Night They Invented Champagne Champagne, that's like, a bop. That's a bop. <laughs> it's
1: a bop. It might be the bop. It might be the song that kicked off all bops of the bops. Yeah, in the bopping world, we, d- we don't know. I we sound like know, I. So... It sounds like I'm substituting a curse word, doesn't it? When I say <laughs> bop.
0: "bop," it's the bop of the bop, bop, bop. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, leave the door open. Check it out. I think it's a good song.
1: Uh, Danny, thank you very much for coming on this podcast and giving me a well-deserved break of having to shit talk a bunch of critically acclaimed and indisputably amazing movies. I've been getting death threats, so it's it's nice <laughs> that I'm not going to be receiving them anymore. I don't want I don't like them. I mean and I mean what the ones I respond to, like it seems to just make them angrier, which I don't get. But whatever. <laughs> I don't get death threats anyone. I just need to make that clear. Not enough people listen to this podcast for me to get death threats.
2: Disclosure. Brit McHugh does not get death threats.
1: No. Do not get death threats. <laughs> But yes, Danny, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. It has been fun.
2: No. Yeah. Thank you, Brittany and Andrew. This was amazing. I loved it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much again for, for coming on. We we appreciate it. Um, awesome. So that does it for, for this episode of the Academy Arguments. If you want to hear us argue about more Oscar winning films, ranging from The Great Gatsby to 2001, Feel free to give some of our other episodes a listen. Thanks again, guys, for uh, listening to this episode. really, really appreciate you listening. Uh, remember, please take care of yourselves. We're still in a pandemic. Got to watch yourselves emotionally, mentally, physically. Do what you got to do, do, what you gotta do um, during these uh, important times we find ourselves in. So take care, guys. And remember, if you're looking for a musical with some songs you won't disdain, watch Gigi and learn about the night they invented champagne.
1: Take care, guys. That one worked. (laughs) Bye, guys. Thank you for listening. The Academy Arguments was created and produced by Brittany McHugh and Andrew Nuno. It is edited by Brittany McHugh, and the artwork is by Olivia Jensen. If you like what you heard here today, then tell a friend, tell a couple of friends, tell your grandmother if you think that's something she'd be into. Or you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because it really helps the show get noticed when you do. If you have any questions, comments, corrections, or suggestions for a movie we should do for an upcoming episode, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Academy Arguments arguments on twitter at acad arguments or at our email academy at gmail.com
2: let me do a quick oh actually no it was the say a prayer for me tonight say a prayer song. for me
1: tonight okay great
2: <laughs> for anybody out there who is going to be fact checking the three of us
1: <laughs> you know i have gotten a lot of emails lately and people have been I saying have things like Brittany you were wrong about this one thing, or Andrew, you said this one thing, but you actually meant this one thing. Because of that, I will stop listening forever. And that's why our listenership is so down. Like, it's not for any other reason. It's because of these tiny mistakes we keep making. There is no other reason why we don't have a lot of listeners.